Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from London, England, my guest makes up one-third of the pop trio The Scheme. The video for their first track got close to 400,000 views on YouTube, and another is currently going strong at over 100,000 views so far. They are a truly international act with members being made up of two Brits and one American, being based in London and Berlin, and having spent time here in the U.S., They've got new music in the works, which we'll talk about today. You've been hearing a song from the scheme entitled Dust. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Chris James. Hey guys, thanks very much for having me today on the show. Yeah, hi Chris, welcome to the show and thanks for giving up part of your evening to do this. No problem, yeah, we're just recording and uh, producing the, the new music that you just spoke about, so uh, it's all good. Outstanding. It wouldn't be another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment without having the guest talk about the song we opened the show with. So, Chris, let's have you tell the listeners all about Dust. So, Dust, we kind of, we've, as you explained, we're uh, based in London. So, we kind of went, um, excuse me, back over to Berlin in uh, Germany. Uh, We did a bit of writing out there. So, Dust came about basically when we were last on a, a trip in Berlin. So um, the song is basically, you know, the we always with, with our genre of music, we always try to keep it all about, you know, the highs and lows of love and life, because generally there's not much more you can write about, really. So we kind of uh, at the time, one of the guys was going through a bit of a rough patch in a relationship. So we just kind of came up with this really clever idea. Like, you know, if you, if you can kind of make so if you work at something, it can become like a diamond. So in the chorus is that, you know, we could be diamonds or we could be dust. So. <clears throat> the kind of messages, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a kind of a bad situation or a bad relationship, you know, you you kind of can work at it and possibly make it become like a great a great stone, or you can just kind of let it go and and then it, it completely goes to dust. So that was kind of the idea around the song. Um, yeah, so that's basically the the idea and the the kind of what how we came up with the the actual song. Well, I have to say, I I really like the song a lot and. You know, this is uh, it, it just dawned on me that um, for the people who are regular listeners of the show, obviously, thank you ever so much. I will thank you more throughout the show, and I do every week. But it just dawned on me that this is episode number 116 of the show, and I've never revealed this. But listeners, every week when I have a guest that I'm preparing to have on, uh, as Chris can attest to, I email them and tell them, 
you know, send me two songs that you want to have played and then let me know which one you want where, which one at the beginning and which one at the end. And, you know, I'll tell you, Chris, I, I like the song we're going to play at the end of the show, but I love the song Dust. And I, I thought, oh, he told me to play it first. I want people to hear that in its entirety. <laughs> it's a great song. Uh, yeah. But, you know, listeners, that, that just gives you all the more reason to go and look for that single uh, to purchase from the scheme, that song Dust. Uh, Chris, as I, I mentioned in the intro that... The scheme has been working on new music, and, and you just said uh, a couple minutes ago that you're actually doing this interview tonight from the studio over there. So, give the listeners an update, uh, well, you know, on what the three of you are up to in in that regard. Is it a new single, a new album? What's the timeline for release? Uh, any of those types of details? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, actually, the scheme, as as you guys know it, um, is 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 not the original. Da-da. No. So basically, what happened was uh, a couple of years ago. We, we joined together and we had um, basically a, a guitarist that he, he kind of got a, a girlfriend. And so, you know how these things go on. He, he decided <laughs> to part ways with us. So um, we've kind of like we, we've gone through a bit of a journey with writing because obviously as a new member comes in, the kind of genre, it doesn't necessarily change the genre, but everybody's got their own, you know, ideas and they want to have their own input. So um, we we. It's been about, we've had a lot of songs, you know, just writing. I mean, you know, but, but we, what we, for, for example, when we were out in LA, we were meeting some of the record labels out there, you know, and it's kind of that story of like, you know, what you guys have been together for two years. Well, you know, you're still home in your craft, you know what I mean? And we're like, mm. well, actually, we feel like this has been going on for so, <laughs> for so long, you know, we feel like we should be like rocking arenas now. But I mean... <laughs> The, the truth of the matter is, you know, the kind of writing is it, it takes many, many, many years. So we've kind of been writing all of our lives independently. And then as this band, we've been writing for three years, but we had a change around about 18, 19 months ago with a, with a new guitarist. So we kind of just decided, you know, with his input, we wanted to change the sound a little bit. So um, Dust was was the first type of song that we did, but it was very different from the original stuff that we did. We kind of started with the whole, you know, acoustic kind of pop feel, but then going over to Germany, we work with a couple of German producers out there and they kind of have that, you know, Euro kind of poppy sound. Mm -hmm. So we kind of went for that, but I think this this EP in particular, we're going to release uh, four tracks. One of them actually is Dush, you'll be glad to know, but we're just doing a complete stripped down version on a guitar. It sounds mm. really, really raw and really cool. I'll, I'll yeah. send that over to you. Um, so we've kind of gone for like... Um, a bit of kind of rock pop funk on the EP, if I'm honest, you know, um, being in a, in LA, we went out back, uh, we were back over to the, the, the amazing America just uh, a few months ago. So we kind of decided, you know, we wanted to, we had, we have a, a large catalog of songs, which we kind of, we, we've worked with other writers and, and basically we, we, you know, as publishing goes, we kind of work with other, other songwriters and other performers. So okay. a lot of our songs are on hold at the moment for different people. So mm. we've decided, we'd like to write a whole new, new new album's worth of stuff ready. So we're going to start with an EP, which is out. I think the label is shooting for the 28th of July, uh, 2016, um, with a, a follow-up single and then an album. So hopefully all this year, but it could, it could go into 2017. Um, but yeah, it's kind of pop rock with a bit of funk. Uh, we love it. It's, it's really, really, the, the EP is a very summer sound EP all very, you know, um, mid to high tempo. It's, it's really, really cool. And I, I hope, uh, the listeners will enjoy it when they hear it. Okay. Okay. And uh, Chris, bear with me just a second. Listeners, if you are 
an up-and-comer and and, uh, trying to learn your way through the music business. Um, Chris just referred to songs that are put on hold and and other artists possibly recording them and things of that nature. I would suggest that you go back and listen to episode 112 of this show with Julie Morava. She is a songwriter only, meaning she's not a singer-songwriter. She does not write for herself. Uh, She, in fact, wrote for... Megan Lindsay, who was the runner-up on The Voice last year, and actually Megan Lindsay was on this show also, episode 110. But Julie kind of talked about uh, exactly what Chris just said, you know, writing material that ends up getting sent to publishers uh, and and picked up by by other artists to record. And uh, all the way back on episode 10 of this show, when it was in its infancy, June McHugh was the guest. Uh, Listen to that episode also, because she talked from the perspective of having owned a music publishing company on Music Row in Nashville for, I believe it was uh, six years. So some lessons there. Chris, I I have some follow-up questions on a couple things you said for openers. You mentioned about uh, the lad that left the band because of a girl. Uh, Was there a song that was written (laughs) because of that experience? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know, the funny story is there was a song, but it didn't make the EP. So um, the the guy that that was with us, um, you know, I, I suppose every everything is is uh, you know things that are never as straightforward. And in the music industry, certainly there's a lot of emotions, and you know, uh, a lot of songwriting comes from high emotions. So you know, new loves, existing loves, or falling out with friends and family. I mean, you know, it's it, the list goes on. So um, after we we parted company um, just just under two years ago, we were kind of a little bit. Well, we're definitely going to carry on because, you know, we, we've we've given this our, our, our all basically because independently, the, the three of us have all been in different projects, you know, over the, the, would say, the past 10 years. So I think you have to kind of, with major labels and major publishers, but I think you, you there comes a time where you say, well, we kind of want to do it for ourselves now. And of course, we're going to, we engage with the major, the major players, but just be a band and kind of honor the music and not really necessarily be a, a kind of puppet, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we um, we were a bit concerned when he left, but we, we knew it would, wouldn't only be a matter of time because there's so many great musicians in in London and you know all over the country. I mean, every country. So we did write a song called "Not Looking Back," which is basically that it gives it away in the chorus. It's kind of just like you know, moving forward. You know, you've been in a situation where you've really tried to make it work and it hasn't. So sometimes there's just no. Um, there's just no need to, you know, if something's forced and it just doesn't work anyway. So it was good that he kind of was very honest with us and he kind of left us early mm. on because now we're kind of getting on with, you know, labels and publishers and stuff. It's kind of, we wouldn't have wanted anything to have shown then, you know, because it, it really has to be as as solid as, as a rock, so to speak, pardon Indeed. the pun. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, interesting story, though. I, I was obviously asking that question, uh, mostly kidding, but um, I guess in, in the music business, as as we often hear on this very show, everything is fair game. So it, it certainly could end up in a song and in, and in your case did. The other uh, follow up question I was going to ask you is you've mentioned about doing some work in Germany. How did that come about? How, how does how does a, a trio based in in London end up deciding to do some work with someone that's based in Germany? Well, you know, we were so lucky at the time. We had a manager and he was based, he was from originally from London, but was based out in Berlin. And he mm. came to see us at a show. And so he just said, you know what? We're living in London. It's much cheaper in, in a, you know, it was it was kind of down to the fact that the guy had an office there. It's a lot cheaper to do an album out there. And we were, at the time, we were self-funded. So, you know, you, you kind of, any... Any anything that you can save is, is a real bonus because it can go into other parts of, of the business. So 
we we were just offered the option to go out there and we you know we were paying a, a really high rent in london and so we went out to, to berlin and we were there for like um just under a year and we met the most amazing songwriter uh, that ladies called miss ginger mckenzie and she she had a, a record out in the 90s i mean she's from texas originally mm. um so we we kind of carried on working with her because we found that we there's certain teams that you work well with and then there's a lot of kind of teams that it doesn't gel as, as quickly so we we worked out there and wrote we wrote probably about 40 songs with, with just the band and hair and uh, and also a producer and so that's the reason why we stayed really but it was nice to go because it kind of give us an understanding of the different the different um you know uh, the, the genres that work in different territories you know and obviously germany and the uk is you know in england in sorry in europe is is a very very big territory so it was good to get out there because we got a lot of great experience from it so it was just an opportunity really well, I like your honesty that that you said. Look, at the time we were self funded, and you know we didn't, we weren't walking around with money falling out of our pockets. So you know we we had to do things economically because I think what happens, Chris, and you'd probably agree, is people look at at someone like the scheme that's having the success that the three of you are having. You know, forty five thousand Twitter followers. You're in the studio making new music, and they think, oh, well, these guys, you know, they they don't know the struggle. And, and here you are saying, yeah, you know, things are are getting good for us now, but it doesn't mean that it was easy from day one. So I I appreciate your your honesty and that insight. That that's totally true. I mean, Bruce. I mean, you know, when we when we initially gave up our very small flat in London and went over to, to Berlin. We were living in like a hostel and there was three of us uh, in, in like bunk beds. And I, I was wow. just like, I felt like I was going back to school, you know, <laughs> like, like my, my family and stuff had stayed, you know. But, um, but I, you know, I, I think the good thing is um, when you experience that and you, you carry on going because you really believe in what you're doing, it, it's, the, it's the success that, you know, eventually the success will come because you kind of keep striving to, to, to keep going. So, yeah. I have a nice bed now, but before I did, that was a great one. Well, and I imagine that you're probably uh, true to your roots and you, and you don't forget where you came from. And, and I'm sure that makes all of the success that much more meaningful at the same time. Definitely. And it's just lovely that we get a lot of great positive feedback. And, you know, the, re the reason we do is because we love it. But actually, it's just so amazing that when we get great feedback, because it makes it it kind of confirms that we're doing the right thing. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's very, very nice. Well, I'm amazed to report that this show has now gotten listeners from 113 countries around the world. Chris, the scheme is building up a great following, so we've certainly got a lot of people listening to this episode of Now Hear This Entertainment because they're fans of the scheme. But for the benefit of those others who listen to this show regularly and thus are being introduced to your group for the first time, tell them who the other two members are as well as how the three of you came together. Yeah, cool. Okay, so I, I explained before about we having a little bit of a, of a partition, <clears throat> uh, you know, a year and a half ago. But basically, I'm Christopher James, so I'm uh, one of the vocalists in the in the band. Then we have the amazing Mr. Kyle Carpenter. He's keyboard and vocals, and he is from Florida, from Apopka, I believe. I've been there before, <laughs> um, just recently. And then we've got Alexei Lopez, and he is um, from London, um, born, I think he was born, I should know this, but he's basically, his family is Spanish from Madrid, mm. but he was born in, in Bournemouth. So we're all based uh, basically centrally in, in London. And um, how, how I got together, with, first of all, with Kyle was... Um, 
funny enough, it's the studio I'm talking to you in right now. Um, I'm, I met a guy basically who has, in London, there's lots of studios, uh, recording studios, so where writers can go. And I was kind of in between projects, so I was looking for somewhere to write. So this, I met this, this guy and he said, look, I've got a publishing company and I've got a, a big studio. Just go in and, and vibe something out with some of the writers. So I went um, and on the first day I met Kyle and, you know, we kind of like, befriended each other and so we just started writing some great songs and thought you know this this could potentially be a, a project for us rather than just writing for other people so we we kind of both said to each other you know we prepared to to, to t- turn it into an artist as well as just a writer and, and we both agreed so then we we found alexei um we kind of had the guitarist in between but we we seen alexei alexei was um playing guitar for the good old British X Factor. So he was mm. playing um, towards the end of the shows on the live. You get like, there's like eight eight or nine live weeks with all the, the, the finalists. So Alexei was a session guitarist and we just... We just thought he looks great. He sat his, his, his guitar playing is amazing. So we we contacted his agents and just said, you know, his, is he a session musician or is he committed? And, and they said, no, he's actually just session. So we sent him some of the songs. He, he wow. loved them, and and the rest is history, basically. Wow! And what a small world it is, just despite the the many 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 miles between you and I right now, because Apopka, Florida, is about ninety minutes north of where I am right now. So oh, wow. it's uh, truly amazing. So what about then the the songwriting aspect for the scheme? Who who does that? Well, you know, personally me, I, I would say that I'm more of a lyricist. I'm very good with melodies and lyrics. Um, uh, the, the other boys are also very, very uh, talented in that area. But because they both play um, professional level instruments, they, they're basically the ones that compose all of the, the music. Basically, they're just they're just in my opinion, they're all they're both little rock stars. So they basically the way it works is um, certainly since we've been together is we'll go into a room with the intention of writing a song and it'll either be, you know, how are you feeling when I'm feeling great? Or, well, let's not write about you because that's going to be really boring. <laughs> how are you feeling? You know, and uh, eventually we will, we'll come to an idea. So, I mean, last time we went out to America, we were all like, I'd split it with somebody Kyle had split it with somebody and Alexi is always happy. So, <laughs> so we all had something, me, me and Kyle certainly had a lot to get off our chest. So it was kind of, you know, we just, we come up with a, a, a title or we, we come up with a feeling of what, what we want to talk about. You know, one, one of the problems was Kyle had a girlfriend that was just dating for a few months and it was a bit too much. And so it was kind of, you know, we, we kind of wrote a song about getting out of a, of a situation. So, um, but basically, the song the songwriting comes from a riff being played on a guitar. Then Kyle will back it up with a, with a bit of keys, and then I'll hum a melody. And then you know we'll depending on the 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 the, the subject of the song, we'll then come up with lyrics. But um, it it just works out really well. And then you know, vocaling, we kind of all decide what's best for the song. It's not there's not really. I mean, everyone's got an ego, but I would say we're not egotistic in this project. I think that we we decide what the vocals are best for. I mean, you know, sometimes I'll be on a verse. Sometimes Kyle and Alexa will be on, you know, the bridge and the chorus. So it really is what's best for the song because evidently, you know, we want the best for the, for the music. So that's it. Yeah, and I think that shows, and you touched on it a little bit before, you know, why you're doing this. And, and so to take that attitude, that unselfish attitude and say, look, we're here because we want the music to come out the way it's supposed to come out, not so that one of us can be considered, you know, I'm the lead singer and I'm the one who's going to, you know, that's, that's, and, and, and it brings up an interesting point, which is that 
have the three of you ever taken a step back to to talk, Chris, about the fact that you are a trio and that as a result you have an odd number, so there's there's never going to be a tie vote if somebody says, well, I think we should do this on this song or I think we should write about this. Is Has that ever come up in a discussion that we have to make sure that we're always a trio because otherwise there's too much of a chance of of a tie vote uh, if, if we have an even number of people? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, we, we kind of... Uh... <laughs> Like we 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 generally never usually disagree because I think you know you've got a couple of musicians in a room and um, and you, and you're actually there for the music rather than yourself. You'll all come to the same kind of conclusion by the end of the day. And uh, I, I actually hands hands on my heart, we have never actually had a disagreement over songs. That 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 it's just been like I might say, well, I wouldn't really want to change that. But then then I'll think actually you are because when they then they'll say to me, well you know and i go actually you're right yeah it's there's never been like we've never had any heated stuff yet but i mean come on it's two years and we've got another 20 to go you know but um yeah i i think just just going back very briefly i think um because we've all been in and out of different projects i suppose over the past you know eight to ten years i think that we we kind of don't there's a lot of people that we've worked with in the past certainly writing with and um we find that a lot a lot of artists and it's no disrespect and, and i hope it doesn't offend anyone but we find that there's 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 a there's a very small group of people and it and it, it, i'm sure it happens in every you know different type of business but there's certain people that just will not budge on on ideas and so we kind of come to the assumption that, you know, if you don't do that, you're not really going to be as successful as you possibly could be because there's a reason why it's called the music business. So we kind of, you know, we want to make sure that, okay, we are, we're, we're holding the, the, the holiness of the music, but we also have to remember the other side of the coin is it's a business. So, you know, we, we have to make sure that it, it is, it isn't just about us. It's got to be about the music because that's the evidently. And it's got to be also be about what the fans want as well. You know, we get a lot of messages asking us, can you write this song? Can you write that song? You know, we recently got involved with a writing a charity song for a little boy, unfortunately, that passed away in in, in Florida. Um, and and of course, because of that charity element, we got a lot of um, people asking us. You know, and we don't mind writing songs for other people, but I think as long as you keep it about you know the music and and obviously about the people that are going to consume that, you know, mentally, you you can't really go wrong. You know, great great perspective. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from London, England, is Chris James from the pop trio The Scheme. Check out their official website at www.thescheme.com. And absolutely, they are very much on social media. At the bottom of their website, you will find links to The Scheme on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. They are also on SoundCloud, one of the platforms that this show is on. And you can purchase their music on iTunes, where this show is also available. Keep up with the scheme online to watch for updates on the new music that they are working on that Chris talked about. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in Now Hear This Entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio on NHTE.net, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at NHTE.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on NHTE.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you. 
And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned just a couple of them already, Julie Morava, Megan Lindsay, and June McHugh. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to purchase the Schemes music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Chris, we were talking about the makeup of the band and how the three of you had come together, but let's talk about you personally. It is said that you took the lead in a school musical at just six years old and joined your first band at 15 years old. So I guess that's just more testimony to how young boys and girls are starting into music these days. Yeah, that's totally right. I mean, I, um, I'm i actually from kind of a, well, very musical family. So um, going going through the years my my grandfather was a, was a musician my my uncle who is sadly deceased now he was a amazing guitarist and, and also a singer um my mother actually is, is a great singer as well so i kind of go, growing up i was always looked after by certain members of family and there was always a guitar or a microphone very very close by so um, my father had a lot of bars and restaurants where there was always live entertainment on the weekend so i think it was kind of just drummed into me as, as a child so uh and then of course going through school i was i was pushed not really pushed but pushed in the right direction within within the music and the drama and stuff. So I, I just always loved it. It was kind of a, a breath of fresh air from kind of sitting with a pencil and doing math or <laughs> English and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it is. And, I, and I, would, I would really say to anybody that's got young kids, you know, if they if they show a creative spark, you must definitely nurture that because you know the, a lot of people don't have it. So for the people that do have it, it's quite quite nice to, to nurture it, you know, while they're younger because they're it's a long, long road and a very lengthy process. So I think if you get at it really young and you get in there, you know, you've got a much better chance, you know. And I'm very, very happy that I was, I was, you know, led into the right directions. You know, I suppose we've all made mistakes, but it all comes out good in the end. So, uh, yeah, so that I would say definitely, yeah. But see, I like your word choice, though. You say I was led in the right direction and you stopped yourself and said, well, no, not pushed. Because obviously that is a big issue nowadays is we do see more and more talent being developed at younger and younger ages. But unfortunately, we also see some of them that are going into it because the parents are pushing them, not because the child is deciding on their own. This is what I think I want to do or what I think I want to try. Yeah, that's totally right. I mean, I always find it's kind of the the stereotypical, you know, it's, it's uh, and again, I hope this doesn't cause any offense, you know, but you always, I always find that young girls and boys and stuff that are that are actually pushed in it to by the parents it's kind of like maybe that was their dream and they mm. you know it, it is you know we, we I, i'm not gonna um you know sugarcoat anything the music business like any music business or any business at all it's very very hard you know and you have to have a lot of time and a lot of patience you know things just don't happen overnight um but I do find that a lot of people that i mean even if if i, I mean I, i've been very close to a, a band that we help kind of put together and you know you, you find that she actually wants to do something else rather than singing you know she she wants to do gymnastics and it's like well mm. you know my parents want me to pursue a, a singing career so oh, I think boy. you kind of should be able to make up your own mind on what you want to do as a vocation because you know it is a dream for some people but <laughs> it's actually a job you know for, for most right right 
Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is blogging is still very much a big tool. Use it to get your name out there more by researching some relevant websites to find at least one that will let you submit one or more guest blogs for them. And then, of course, promote it on your social media, on your website, and in your e-newsletter when something gets published. It will also tap a different area of creativity for you instead of just songwriting. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show to make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format. There is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80 respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. I wonder, so for you personally, your instrument is your voice. Was there ever a time when you dabbled with guitar, had a little interest in piano, uh, picked up some other instrument to, to try out, or, or has it always been just focusing on developing your voice? Yeah, I think um, I think generally uh, I try I try to play the trumpet in school because I kind of like the, the the look of it and the violin as well. Um, so I was, I was coming home every couple of months with a different shaped carrier. My mother would be like, "Oh, what have you got now, Chris?" <laughs> so, um, but actually, I, funny enough, when I was in Arizona, I, I did I've tried to play both piano and guitar. I have a very short <laughs> attention span, <laughs> I'm told. Um, so um, so I, I did try to play uh, to the piano, but I found it was very heavy and maybe I was just too heavy-handed. I hit my fingers. Playing guitar was just, you know, you have to bend at the tops of your fingers in order to be able to, you know. So it was just kind of one of them things. But I, I do have a confession that um, I, when I was in Arizona last year, I picked up a ukulele mm. and now I'm kind of getting into intermediate mm. ukulele playing. So okay. I'm so happy I got one for Christmas as a present. Ah. So I'm, I'm playing that daily now. So I'm actually very excited because it's four strings. So it's so simple. <laughs> and, uh, you know, four chords. I can play anything, you know. <laughs> you picked it up and said, hey, this is made for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally for me. I look silly. I'm 6'2 and I'm, I'm holding a, a ukulele. You know, it looks crazy, but it, it sounds good. It could be worse. It could be someone that's built like Shaquille O'Neal. That's, that's, <laughs> that's true, yeah. yeah. That would look strange. <laughs> uh, from, from what I have seen, Chris, the scheme has, has truly been blessed in terms of support. I, I think back to past guests on this show, such as Elena. She's a singer-songwriter in Nashville. And Alyssa J.C., ironically, both of them have been on the show twice. And the fact that there's a nickname for their fans, meaning... Alaniacs and the Blue Crew, respectively. Your fans are referred to as the Schemers. So I wonder <laughs> who came up with that name for them. And, and then for the benefit of the listeners who are up-and-coming performers that are trying to learn from the interviews on this show each week, just talk about how you went about building up your fan base. Okay, cool. So the fan base thing was just really crazy. I mean, I really kind of was a little bit 
you know, does it, is, is there such a thing as, as viral, you know, things going viral? I think, is it all manipulated by, you know, an undercurrent power of a management company or a record yeah, label? Yeah. Actually, some of that happens, but in, in fairness to us, it didn't happen to us. So we were very, very, we were viral basically. But um, so uh, the, for the, the, the band, basically, we the scheme is we kind of at the time we were unnamed, you know, early on. So we we when we were actually formed, when we formed ourselves, we we were thinking about, as you can imagine, it, well, every good name's gone. <laughs> never, we're never going to find a name. And um, at the time we were working with somebody we really loved, but we just didn't want to tell them that we didn't want to work with them anymore mm. because we really respected and really care for the person. So like every time we were coming into the studio, it was Kyle would be like, so what's the scheme? What are we going to do? How are we going to get out of this? We've got to scheme ourselves out. And so this just went on for weeks and weeks. And I was like, the scheme? And they were like, what do you mean? I said, that's the name, the scheme. So we spoke to our manager and he was like, that's an awesome name, you know, and it's a very, very good thing. You know, I love the scheme. We're a schemer with a scheme. So we kind of came up with the, with the, the name, but then we kind of already decided, you know, obviously they're going to call themselves a schema or the schemers or whatever it would be. But as, as, it, as it be known, you know, as we went on with Twitter, they, 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 we've got a couple of different, um, countries that that have like scheme teams so, and they just they mm. just basically created this this if you're part of the scheme team you're a schemer and that's really great for us because we from a branding thing you get all the kids with it you know i'm a schemer yeah. or a schemer so um so, so that that's basically how it how it come about but we literally we, we were just so shocked i mean as you, you said earlier on you know over four hundred thousand uh approaching um on the 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 first video we did that was just something that we did with the, the first song um that we ever recorded called somebody else's perfect and that was basically our breakthrough song because it kind of it, it raised a lot of eyebrows in in certain territories and especially america which we we loved actually um abc family network picked up the song and we we went out there and performed it for, i mean this was just like a whirlwind what happened to us in america but we put this song on and it's basically about we, we wanted to portray a message to like young teenage girls and you know even adult girls that you know you don't have to be um anything you just have to you know be, you, you believe in yourself and you, you know you don't have to be some you know you don't have to worry about how people betray you just believe in yourself because you know you, you you're perfect basically because there's a lot of you know young girls and i'm sure young guys as well that you know they have problems during school and stuff so we kind of came up with this concept and that video just went mental. We li literally vid filmed it in the studio. We all sat on a, a little pedestal each and we just sung it, you know, uh, acoustically. <laughs> and, and it just went, we, could, we were watching it week by week, you know, 1,000, 2,500. And it was just shocking. And then the, everything else followed, like Twitter, Instagram, the, the whole thing. So um, it, it's, been, it's been great for us. I mean, we, we were kind of slow starters on social media. We kind of only really started with a bit of... YouTube and then we went on to Twitter and then we start we we're late on like Spotify and all these type of things because there's so many different platforms you know but um, it, it's kind of a, it, eventually we, we will be across all of them but so that's kind of how it happened for us with uh, certainly with with the fans from um, from the first video we did which is okay. just so lucky you know well and this is one of those instances where I wish that this was a video podcast so that viewers would see I sat Chris with this big smile on my face as I listened to you tell that story because it was a truly entertaining story and for uh, for those of you that are devout fans of the scheme, you probably said, yawn, we know this story, we know how they came up with their <laughs> band name, but I know that those who are listening because they listen to the show and are being introduced to the scheme for the first time surely enjoyed that story as much as I did. And, and thank you for, for talking about the song, too. It 
it reminded me uh johnny diaz is a is a very well-known uh national touring and recording christian artist here in the states he's out of nashville he was on this show on episode 92 and johnny has a song that really was the single that that launched him into the public conscious uh called more beautiful you and a similar type of theme so i'm, I'm glad that you uh, took a moment to to speak about what that song is about that got all the attention on youtube cool so on the topic of social media let's let's just go a little bit further with with so with solely youtube because um we're we're talking here about again listeners the song is called somebody else is perfect which has close to 400,000 views on youtube and the and the video for dust the song that we played at the beginning of today's show is going strong at over 100,000 views so Chris, just specifically YouTube alone, is there some strategy? Is there someone that you've hired? What what is what is it that you're that you're doing, you and the other guys, to get so much traffic to the YouTube channel? I do notice that you do post a lot of videos, uh, and, and and past guests have said that that's part of the equation. Is is you have to post on a somewhat regular basis? Yeah, that's actually very true, and we we kind of found that a little bit later later on in in our <clears throat> very early career, but. Um, you know, if you've got like a thousand subscribers, then if you're posting a, a daily video, you're probably going to reach about 800 of them. But the way YouTube works is if you have a thousand subscribers and you only post once a month, you're probably only going to get about 30 or 40 of them seeing wow. that video. So, you know, the, the kind of rule is uh, is to post as, as frequently as possible without fl- over overdoing it because you can also, you know, annoy the, the heck out of a lot of people. So, <laughs> So we, um, you know, we currently now what we do is um, we do advertise now. I mean, you know, we're, we're in a position now where we feel that we, we've got a really beautiful um, following and we love all of them very dearly. And we have, you know, I mean, we, we, we can't we try our best to answer every message on Twitter, every message on Facebook, because, you know, it, it's not just about the music. It's about them reaching out to us. And if we're not there to back up the music, then there's really no point. So we kind of... Um, you know, we're, we're moving into an EP now in July. We want we wanted to like give it a little bit of a push. So we do have a, a, a team of people that help us out now. But we're generally, you know, um, always t- our, our tweets are always us and stuff. But there's there's quite clever things like on YouTube. Like there's something called uh, AdWords, which is like a thing where you can pay a very small amount. It's not a lot of money. And what that does is it just advertises the video and it may bump up a little bit. Um, but we we're going to start doing that with the new music because we feel that it's a little bit of a different sound that it, it may attract, uh, you know, a, the same audience, but just a, a bit more of a wider range in, in age ranges. So we, we're going to use a little bit of advertisement. And, and I think, you know, there's no harm in doing that. It's, you know, if you have a party that you're going to you're going to invite your friends, you know, if you don't, no one's going to turn up. So rather than just putting music out now, we're just going to mm. just tweak it a little bit. And, and there's a reason them tools are there. And I think the more people that know about it, then, the, the, you know, the more exposure they're going to get. So yeah, well it's said. Great. I, I like the party analogy. And equally impressive is that the scheme has not only drawn great attention from fans, but a number of companies have thrown their support behind the band, in, including in some cases even gifting clothing to you guys. We're, we're drifting away from music into the business side here, but talk about that aspect of the scheme, Chris. Yeah, that that's something that we we found really shocking. I mean, that really started as early as the first couple of months of being in 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 the band in Germany. I mean, we were approached by Lacoste, which is a very very good yeah. sports yeah. you know brand shoe, and you know they just they liked our style, they liked the music, they seen that we were putting a potential album together, so they just said, look, if you guys wear our shoes, we're going to give you 
three pairs of shoes each every season. So literally, wow. we had so many. I mean, I couldn't bring them all back from Germany because, I mean, it was just <laughs> too many. But we, um, you know, it's quite clever because then we, we did do a lot of marketing out there. And it was kind of like, you know, we, we, we put the shoes on in our photographs and then they're tweeted and, you know, people will comment. And so I think the more followers you have the idea of a brand uh, to endorse you is so that they can kind of knock into your, your fan base as well. So, you know, we're funny enough, we were yesterday just at, um, uh, a gifting suite where they give it, it was a male grooming gifting suite. So we got like, you know, we're all shaving now. So <laughs> it's like free, <laughs> free this, free that for the face and make yourself look sharp. So, mm. but it, it's, it's a really cool thing and it, and it's very, very, um, <clears throat> humbling to, to, to be able to, to, to get these things, you know, and I, and I, and we are very, very grateful for it because it, it saves us, um, <laughs> buying loads of stuff, sure, you know, sure. but, but it's a great idea. I think if you can capture an audience and the greatest thing that we have now is there's a lot of new emerging brands that are looking for bands, new bands. So if there's any listeners out there that are thinking, Oh, you know, I haven't really got many followers and stuff. If, if a brand sees you through your social media and they think, well, they look cool, they sound cool and they've got great, you know, potential, they will, they will definitely reach out to you because it's, it's very nice for a brand and a, and a, and a, you know, an artist to grow together because mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, you look at the Sam Smith and the Adele fame and, you know, a lot of American artists, you know, they, they were, you know, 18 months ago, two years ago, three years ago, they were just, you know, an artist doing YouTube videos. So it's yeah. kind of like, it, it can blow up so, so drastically and it can be on the reverse. Like the brand can become so big so quickly and it it only helps the artist. So the brand, in, it, as to be a brand ambassador, it is just really, really great. And we, you know, we're looking for a few more now because we've got a few companies interested in giving, gifting us stuff for our new video and our new photo shoot. So it's just really, really kind and we, we love it. Yeah, so it's great. Yeah, no, it's a, it's kind of a, kind of a different uh, approach, but uh, I had to laugh a f- funny story two weeks ago on this show. Rick Sipes, who heads up the indie rock band The Agreeables, he was the guest on this show two weeks ago and <laughs> said that they performed recently and were given $25 each in sausages, which I just thought was one of the more <laughs> bizarre stories I've heard in quite some time. But the, the opportunities that the scheme is getting our, our very good and, and good to hear about. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from London, England, is Chris James from the trio The Scheme. Check out their official website at www.thescheme.com, and they are very much on social media, as you've been hearing. At the bottom of their website, you will find the links to The Scheme on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. They are also on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms that the show is on. And you can purchase their music on iTunes, uh, where the show is also available. Keep up with the scheme online to watch for updates on the new music that Chris has talked about that they're working on, a EP intended to be released hopefully near the end of July. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment nhte.net for every episode of this show at nhte.net we've got the full audio plus the guest's photo a link to their website and quotes from the guest on each show sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too subscribing is free it makes it so easy to get the show every week on itunes stitcher radio or by following on soundcloud Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment 
We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I've mentioned a handful of them, June McHugh, Julie Morva, Megan Lindsay, Johnny Diaz, and even Rick Sipes from The Agreeables. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And remember, as I mentioned before, whether you're going to purchase the Schemes music and or other music or books or whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Uh, We had British singer-songwriter Luke Potter on this show back on episode 98 and, among other things, talked about just how huge music is in Europe and how rabid fans are there, what what with so many festivals drawing such huge crowds. Chris, does it make it that much easier to get excited every day about what you do, even though it is a business and thus is considered work, knowing that there's just such a rabid music community there where you are as, as well as throughout all of Europe? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I think anything that becomes great in life is just not easy. You know, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it in any sense. But we... We just love it. I mean, I think the greatest thing about songwriting and because we are a lot of bands don't write songs, they just perform, you know, other people's songs, which is great. But, you know, you're you're only evidently going to get gigs that way, which is great. But, you know, we, we could get a call tomorrow saying, you know, a huge American artist has taken, you know, one of your tracks. We've got we've got so many songs that are just floating around. So. I mean, every day is really different for us. You know, we, we work in a studio, then we do interviews, then we're out gigging. I mean, it, it is amazing. And I think the more festivals that <clears throat> that, that become apparent it is, is brilliant because it just means that there's more, you know, artists being able to, to showcase their, their own music and their own talents to, to know, you know, the public. But, um, but yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's fantastic. You know, I really, really do. Uh, you've mentioned a, a couple times here throughout our conversation about some trips to the United States, uh, Los Angeles, Arizona, and right here in Florida. And listeners, there are some videos on the Scheme's official YouTube channel of those trips here to the United States. Anything, Chris, that you want to talk about uh, regarding one or more of those trips that we haven't covered so far? Sure. Um, just very briefly, I was I was telling you, so we wrote a song called Jordan Smile last year, also in Germany, which was something we did on a writing trip out there. But the the kind of message in that is uh, it's very, very sad that Kyle's father actually is a pastor in, in, in Florida. He has his own church. Um, and he, he unfortunately did the funeral for this young boy, Jordan Skamelski, who mm. sadly passed away of an amoeba at age just 11. Mm. So we, we we heard about this, you know, an amoeba is the germ that is in kind of, you know, unsalted waters, you know, like natural springs and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, so... There is a charity out there, but we, we kind of wanted to write a song for the little boy and just to kind of create awareness because, you know, a song can really go anywhere in the world, sure. whereas, a, you know, companies can kind of have a limited outreach. So we we went out there and, and we, we did some great shows out there. We actually, I was in a podcast singing at a church one, one, sun, one of the Sundays. M- me and the boys went down and played with the band. It was just brilliant. But um Certainly in Florida. I mean, we played the Amway Center, uh, wow. which was just unbelievable. You wow. know, we had to learn the American anthem. I mean, I don't even know my own anthem, and I was doing a three-part <laughs> three harmony on the on the American anthem, which I just loved. Every moment is like fifteen thousand people. We did the halftime show for the Predators. Um, yeah, the arena football team. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I mean, I just couldn't believe that. You know, and Kyle was just 
over the moon because of course he's from that 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 place you know so to go home it's kind of like me playing the o2 in london or the o2 in liverpool where i'm originally from and it just so so proud to do that you know so we we did that show that was unbelievable we did a couple of shows around florida and then we did um fox news we went on on tv and did did some uh, talking about the charity mm-hmm. and performed the song uh, obviously you know it's, it's a very sad uh, subject but we just kind of wanted the best for the for the charity w- with this song so we did that that was amazing then um <clears throat> briefly i uh, just just go over the fact we went over to la last year we were there for just under three months and uh, within that time, we went out to Arizona to write uh, all this new material. And we went to a very spooky little village called Jerome. Um, and we wrote some real amazing tracks out there. We wrote them in an old broken down school. I mean, it's, it's meant to be one of the, 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 the hauntedest uh, places in Arizona. And it, we were there for Halloween, which was just so cool but very scary um but yeah it, it was fantastic you know um i, I love I, I mean i love america i'm, I'm just think it's a, it's a great place there's so many amazing places to see out there um but arizona was great we, we flew to la and we decided to drive from la to arizona and you know mm. for me to see that kind of going from city to kind of this red rock formations it yeah. was just un- unbelievable yeah. and gr- very very inspiring you know so that's the the title of our new ep is called jerome heights and the reason mm. for that is because we we wrote it in jerome and we were six thousand feet uh, <laughs> above sea level so yeah <laughs> and let the record show that uh this interview is being recorded uh 48 hours before i will be traveling out to california i'll be there for the entire week next week, including um, a good portion of that time in the greater Los Angeles area with some clients and some other uh, business associates. Uh, We're about out of time, but I wonder, Chris, just for you personally, what has been your biggest highlight being with the scheme? I would say the biggest highlight for me certainly is being able to perform in America Mm -hmm. in an arena in front of 15,000 people and having the, the the guy with the deep voice saying, the scheme, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just like, it's what dreams are made of, you know, and the fact that I'm flying out there with my boys and we're just rocking out in this amazing arena with just so many smiling faces. I mean, it, 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 it can't get any better than that, you know, and, and, I, and I'm very, very thankful and that I'm very, very thankful for you, Bruce, for having me on the show. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I, I yeah. wonder, though, you know, that, that, that expression is used so commonly, it can't get any better than that, because I do wonder, what would you say is the next highlight that you would like to hit? Well, you know, we got this EP coming out on the 28th of July, roughly. Um, we, we're going to go on a tour with a major, a major like original act. So it's, it's not, not, we haven't got the confirmation yet. I think it's going to be UK and Europe tour, probably about 58 dates. Wow. But, you know, we kind of want to push the EP. Um, and then probably next year we'll, we'll be headlining our own tour with a follow-up with an album. So awesome. um, I, I think that that's basically it. But I think we have to keep our you know, we have to keep realistic about things. But I mean, touring is, is where it's at for us. We love the studio. We love to tour and to meet as many schemers as possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to close today with another song by The Scheme, a song called Adrenaline. So before we let you go, Chris, just tell the listeners about this song, if you would, please. Yeah, yeah. It's another beautiful love song. You know, the song's basically about we we, we kind of you know, always have that one person that 
always brings you up and makes you like so happy when you're down and stuff. So we kind of wrote this song about we all had somebody at the time in our lives, even now it could be a mother, it could be anybody that when you're with them, they just give you so much, you know, inspiration and they lift you up. And it almost feels like they're your adrenaline. And I know that sounds silly, but that's basically how, how the song came about. And I hope you uh, enjoy the song and the lyrics. Thank you. Very nice. Chris, thanks so much for making the time. As I said, it's evening where Chris is. So I appreciate you quote unquote, staying up to do this, uh, even though I know you've got more recording ahead of you, but uh, appreciate it. Very much enjoyed the conversation. Thanks so much. Uh, Enjoy the day. Thank you. My pleasure. That will do it, listeners, for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to Chris James from the trio The Scheme. Do check out their official website at www.thescheme.com and then engage with them on social media. So that means like their Facebook page, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to their YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Remember that they are on SoundCloud too. You can interact on SoundCloud, and their music is even on Spotify. For that matter, tell them that you heard them and their music on Now Hear This Entertainment. As I've mentioned, keep up with the scheme online so you can stay up to date on the new music that they're working on, an EP intended for release in late July, as well as, as Chris mentioned, to see where and when you will be able to go see them perform live and purchase their music on iTunes or on Amazon. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share. They call it repost episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram, or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by The Scheme. This is the one that Chris just talked about. It's called Adrenaline.
When you're around 